Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. <laughs> Is the off tackle with John Fina show the one, the only? Well, maybe not the only, but you are the one, John Fina, that we're all interested in, anyways. Thanks. How you feeling, John? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I mean, it's Victory Monday, right? Victory Monday, Victory or Monday. Bills Mafia babes. You are. Person. You are a Bills Mafia babe. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, I am. Yeah, that's why I bought the T-shirt. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, beg for a free one like I usually do, but. Instead, I went to 26 shirts. Uh, Del Reed was not there. I was oh. But uh, it's so nice, too. It's luxurious. It's so soft. <laughs> what else would you expect from a Bill's Mafia babe shirt? Like, it wouldn't be leather and, like, rhinestones on the inside, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing rhinestones. <laughs> nope. Oh man, what a, what a fantastically kind of cool game. It's funny, we came into this week. Um, expecting to have not a lot to talk about, kind of like last week, because the Bills drubbed the Washington Redskins, and there wasn't much there. And this week, there was kind of there's there's some nuggets, there's some stuff out there that we need to talk about, which is good. And you're going to bring some show and tell to this show, right? You've got so for those of you that are going to listen to this in podcast form, uh, you're not going to be able to see what John's showing you. Um, however, you can always watch it back you know, on YouTube or catch it live next week. And we're yeah, working so on I'll be brief, Joe. I, I won't be too uh, pedantic with my drawings, uh, but I'll just kind of kind of describe it as I go and try to give a, uh, a visual. But uh, there was so much to unpack from this game, from especially the running game standpoint. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Just the variety. But we, like you said, we'll get into that before we get started. Yeah. You don't mind. We talked about we forgot last week. Yep. But I did a um, I did a signing at Resurgence Brewery uh, before the the crushing of the Washington Football Club, <laughs> and I'm calling them the Washington Football Club. That's it. In a nod to Premier League from across the pond, they're a I like club. It. I like it. Yeah. So uh, Butch Roll, Mark Maddox, and I were uh, hawking I, uh, eight by tens and some jerseys, and Jim Ruther was there with a big setup. Alan Frederick did the eight by 10 with one of his guys donation. Everything was donated. And, uh, Pam Adana, she whipped up the, the, uh, the Bill's mafia group. Yep. We had a nice showing us uh, wonderful people. Uh, resurgence is awesome. If you yes. guys haven't been there, just a wide open space with terrific food, great wings, great beer. Uh, it, it was really nice. And the end result was all three of us raised about a thousand dollars for our charities. So, Bill's Mafia, huge thank you. I know that the uh, Gospel Rescue Mission Homeless Shelter and Homeless Development in Tucson, you know, is thrilled. Every dollar counts. Uh, it, it's it was really an incredible honor. And as Pam would tell you, I was like, "What if you throw a party and nobody shows up?" <laughs> The people that did show were great. We took pictures. We goofed around. Butch Roll was hilarious. Mark Maddox was Mark Maddox. And uh, it was a uh, great fun to be had by all. Joe Miller was there. The for a minute. 
I showed up late. I showed up late. Is it possible? So $70. So the Bills Mafia has this thing with giving the amount of money that's on the jersey. So 70 is a big number for a lot of people. Is it possible yeah. for them to like maybe get a seven or a 770? So $7.70? That's like yeah, the FINA number? You know, if you go to uh, I think it's grmtucson.com slash Bills Mafia. Mm. grmtucson.com slash Bills Mafia. They'll be able to to see that the the the, uh, the the donations are coming from Bills fans. Oh, cool! And I, you can give a dollar. Right. You know, I, I mean, I'd just be honored and pleased and and feel pretty good about myself if people gave seven bucks or seventeen bucks in honor of my seven being next to Josh's <laughs> one seven. You know, it, it's all it's all incremental. You've worked with charities, Joe. I mean, everything Absolutely. counts. Every dollar, every single dollar matters when you're talking about that type of stuff. So yeah, yes. I guess you could give you could give maybe seven dollars and seventy cents. Right. Uh, you know, but if you don't give another dollar, I raised a thousand, and uh, I didn't raise a thousand. Bill's Mafia raised a thousand, and it, I'm I'm uh, I'm honored and um, very thankful. Yeah, it's it's fun and exciting for a lot of reasons to be a part of this fan base and to be counted as as one mm -hmm. of Bill's Mafia. And to your point, this is one of those things. Bill's Mafia is extremely generous, extremely thoughtful. Um, so, yeah, so I would say thank you as well. It was a great event. Pam Madonna did a great job. Uh, Butch and Mark were great as well. And you're always the life of the party. So for sure. With the peace sign. What you see is what you get, man. It's don't, true. It, don't bring ahead. your feelings if you're afraid. I don't remember where we were. It might have been at the alumni gala or it was there. I can't remember. And I don't know if I told you this story. Maybe I did. But somebody came up to me, a dude, and I don't know who it was, came up and he was thanking me. He's like, I just want to say thanks for like, just like making John like, you know, approachable, like doing all the social media stuff and like, you know, the show and bringing him around. And I'm like, bro, that has nothing to do with me. I'm an introvert. I was like, that's all John. Like that is 100% John. Everything you see before you is because of Joe Miller. No. <laughs> that guy. The production. Yes. But you are, you work a crowd like nobody I've seen. Uh, you've always got a smile on your face. You're very approachable. You love people like you are. It's just, there's just, you're very endearing. And I think Bill's mafia gets that, which is cool. So as well, much as you're thanking the the chair the Bills Mafia for supporting your charity, I'm kind of thanking you at the same time because you know your charity and your foundation is going to, you know, be rewarded and benefit your to, due to your connection to Bills Mafia, which is really really great. So, are you ready to get this thing started? Yeah, man, you start. Where do you want to go first? Well, I got to do the I got to do the the top stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into again the Off Tech with John Fina show on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. Uh, I'm the host Joe Miller. That's John Fina. We're going to start with. Just high level, as we always do, thoughts on this football game versus maybe what you expected. Now, I obviously do a, well, maybe not obvious to some people, uh, uh, a pregame show. So I'll let you go first because I had some expectations and I have a question about one of my expectations. So what were your thoughts? High level. Well, I think, you know, you'll agree with me. The first thing was, oh, we had we had shuffling in the defensive lineup due to injury, right? right? And then we had a midstream, mid-game uh, lineup shuffle due to injury, Matt Milano and the spam string, right? Right. So that that's uh, like, ooh, are, are we going to be the same defense? So that 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 pops out, and then wow, I mean Feliciano down, right? Concussion protocol, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, look, Daryl Williams at right guard, the, uh, the the ladder, Spencer Brown playing right tackle. The ladder. So everybody, I think everybody was kind of pie eyed and holy cow, what's this guy going to do? Incredible, right? And then well, I talk about the running game all the time. Offensive linemen always do because we love it. And to see the way they pounded the ball was incredible. Mm. I mean, those are, those are my three biggest takeaways. There's some Josh Allen stuff I'll throw out there a little bit later, but those are my three top line revenue talking yeah. points for the game. What about you? So first thing, what would where were you at when you heard or saw or noticed or came to the realization that it was uh, Ike Butker, well, Dawkins, Butker, Morse, uh, Williams, and then Brown? Where were you at? It was the second play of the game because the first play was heavy package. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it takes a little while for everybody to settle in, whether they're watching it at Rich Stadium 
or whether they're watching it on TV. Gotcha. So the first one, I was just kind of like, whoa, hey, there's an extra fat guy in there. What's going on? <laughs> you never really, you know, I never get the angle I want. So uh, the second play, I said, well, wait a minute. That, that guy with his right hand on the ground at the end of the line is not Daryl Williams. So look mm. right next to him. And lo and behold, there he is. Gigantic so I, I caught on very quickly. And I focused really hard on Williams just to see. It's a transition, you know, from being mm. out in space to being locked in in the middle. I, I really focused on how well he did. And then I thought in the middle of the game, I'm like, I'm not even looking at Boker. Thank God Joe Miller got me a, a, the ability to go back and watch the game, watch the broadcast, which is, of course, what I did so I could focus on Boker. I did not give you the ability. I just told you what you should do. You went and did it and – I guess the bill stepped up and helped you out. All I heard in that whole thing is in 2021, the age of cancellation, you have the ability to call them fat guys because you used to be one of those guys. Whereas I can't call them that, I don't think. And then the other thing I took from that was the angle you want is the fat butt view, right? <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. End zone camera. Hey, have you ever seen on Twitter when the kid, the kids announced all their offers? You know, you got all the symbols. The yeah, letters. yeah, yeah. Well, there's the offensive lineman problems. If you're not watching, if you're not following O-line problems on Twitter, you got to follow it. So they just show a kid like jumping with like a, an inch and a half vertical leap, you know, and he's got all of his offers listed. Right. And it's Wendy's, McDonald's, Chipotle. <laughs> it's outstanding. That's great. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, that's funny. So for me – that moment before I get to my thoughts of the game, I was in the truck on the way home uh, coming coming from work, and I just glanced at Twitter, and then I saw a starting lineup in warm-ups offensive line was this, and I think it was from Matt Perino, and I double-taked. I was like, surely this isn't not what not what they're going to roll out. And then when, it, when the game came on, I'm out there, and I had a hard time on the first play too because 71 was outside of De uh, Deion Dawkins, Ryan Bates. Norman and I'm like, Bates. I have I'm, – I'm like, I was that – Norman Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. I was like, I have no idea who's in the game right now. And then by the second play, I was like, yep, that's literally who's out there right now. So, yeah, it was, I was extremely surprised. And we're obviously going to get into that, which is good. Uh, my thoughts on this football game, I thought the running game was outstanding, just like you said. The defense is – they're playing like people with their hair on fire. Five takeaways, four interceptions, a fumble. Uh, it's just unbelievable. They're subbing guys in and out. We didn't miss Jordan Poyer, Jaquan Johnson, and Demar Hamlin did great. Uh, Des Lewis had a freaking or Cam Lewis. De Des Lewis, Cam Lewis had a freaking fantastic game. It was just it, it was um, AJ Klein stepping in for Matt Milano while he is not a a one to one substitute for Matt for Matt Milano. He played well in that football game. It was just incredible to watch. You know, obviously the first pass by Josh Allen was a little bit not concerning. I didn't necessarily like it, but it happens, and I was ready to settle in and see how the rest of the game went. But uh, it was just all around. There was a lot to take away, and we're going to have a lot of conversation about that. And before we move on to what's next, we have our first Super Chat from Jeff King. My guy, Jeff King, thank you so much for being a part of the show, and thank you for the Super Chat. Jeff, you are the man. John, thank you for the 10 years of quality play you gave us. You were always a gamer. Go Bills. Is that a question? No. Hey, no. Jeff King. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff the King, thank you very much. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, outside the – highlights of uh, marriage and family, you know, being a Buffalo Bill and now being a member of the Bills Mafia and the Babes, uh, <laughs> highlight of my life, you know, the most exciting time in my life, most stressful, uh, most challenging, but beyond that, in my time in Buffalo, fantastic. I mean, I feel like I should be thanking uh, the great fans, the great people of Buffalo, Ralph Wilson, God rest his soul, Mark yeah. Levy, and, you know, it's uh, truly an honor, you know, just to, to be in that league. To be in the league, and I, I can tell you from just personal conversations without giving anything away that's personal between me and John and myself, he truly does love the city, and he loves Buffalo, and he loves the people of Buffalo, and he will he will tell you if you ever get him alone that this is one of the best places in the entire world. So it's genuine the way that he feels. So I'm, I, I'm in agreement with Jeff in this situation. So, yes, thank you as well for the 10 years of quality play just being a part of this, obviously, this this team and uh, Bills Mafia for life, bro. And now you are lit literally a member of Bills Mafia, which is totally sweet. To that point, Jeff King and everybody else, uh, we do, it says right there, ask John a question. If you do have a question, I'll do my best to get to it. Sometimes I miss them. 
ask it multiple times. If you can't get my attention, super chats always work. But that's where we're at. So on to, I guess, what's next. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good that came from this football game. There's a little bad, but there's a lot of good. If I'm going to start with the good. Please. It's going to be for me. I liked what I saw, and you could potentially blow all of this up in 10 minutes. I liked what I saw from the offensive line. I liked, I know that it wasn't, I don't know. I, I had less fear and trepidation, and it could partially be due to the fact that the Houston Texans defensive line isn't the Dolphins defensive line, the Steelers defensive line, and the Washington Redskins, sorry, football club's defensive line. But I liked what I saw from them, from specifically from a run-blocking standpoint. I liked what I saw. Uh, good for me seeing Josh Allen come out and have a bad pass, a, not a great play in his first throw, and overcome that. Um, I would like to see, obviously, more punching it into the end zone versus field goals, but it didn't really disrupt this football team for me. But there was a lot of good, and that defense, you just you can't say enough. We could we could spend three hours talking about that defense in my yeah. Opinion. Oh, you're 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 right, and you you rest easy, my friend. You can be happy with the offensive line play. It's never perfect. There's always going to be pressures. That's just the way it is. You know, all right, Deion Dawkins gave up a sack. It, he held him off okay. He could have done a little better. He would tell you the same thing. But by and large, we gave up a couple of pressures from mm. Daryl Williams. But, man, the protection was solid. Josh did some amazing things. If you go back and look at how he threw, you know, flat-footed, throwing the ball 35-yard dimes at the sideline, is just that's a weapon absolute yeah. weapon the receivers played great they got open they made their catches I, I think you know the only there was one drop which was actually a poor throw uh zach moss at the end line he actually had a better um he was looking that way of course they ran the same route on both sides it was a little kind of a, a pick route you know he had it on the right side with Diggs. he had it on the left side with zach moss he chose zach moss poorly placed ball mm -hmm. beyond that incredible emmanuel sanders what an addition to this team insane yeah. addition to this team that's a that was a very sean mcdermott i love you <laughs> it was a very widely uh talked about thing back four or five six months ago when the bills allowed john brown to walk uh and 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 brought emmanuel sanders in and there was people that were on the side of i think this is an upgrade maybe not a huge one and there were other people that were like upset that there's no way that you let john brown or what are you looking for are you all right i'm looking for my process juice Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say at this point in time, Emmanuel Sanders is absolutely an upgrade. And I want to jump to a video that I've got prepped. I told you I was going to show this. Brian wait, Baldinger. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. If you, you brought up Josh recorded, Allen. Bill's Mafia, if you got the game recorded, the back staying with the good for a second there. Okay. Check out the get off. Does everybody know what get off is? Yeah, the jump. That means the ball snapped. Twitch. And the defensive line is coming off the ball. Check out the get off from Star Latulale and Ed Oliver. It is insane. Uh, back to what you were saying before, we pounded the ball. Uh, you got to beat up a team like the Texans. They had yeah, two and a half yeah. players on their defensive front seven. You know, Collins Collins is a big guy. Kirksey, we mentioned. Merciless is a good football player. But they're, they, they're, they're missing pieces. That being said, sometimes you don't win those games against teams that you are supposed to beat. We were supposed to beat that mm. front seven mm. up, and we did it. And we so did. what were you saying? It's amazing. Well, you've got me onto another thing because I'm ADD. I'm ADD all day long. Uh, it's amazing to me that that football team two years ago had legitimate superstars on it. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, superstars in this league. And just to see kind of where they're at right now is it's almost scary when you think about how fast it dismantled for them, for Houston Texans, for the Texans and Houston Texan fans. And it almost makes me want to hug Josh Allen a little bit tighter, right? And Sean McDermott a little bit tighter yeah, when the wheels come off. And you, we won't talk about that in this show, but you lived a part of that. Uh, like when the wheels came off, you were there on Black Monday when the Bills released the greats, right? I mean, you had to go back into the locker room Tuesday, I guess, right? Which... We can talk about that some other time. Um, you talked about Josh Allen and the throws, and Josh Allen was a big part of the good. Um, I do want to, and we might show this video a couple times just because there's some other things in it too, some blocking things. But Brian Baldinger did a breakdown of Josh Allen this weekend, or I should say today, and I just want to show it. It's a real quick video. It's on Twitter. If anybody wants to catch it on Twitter, if you if you want to see it, but I'm going to show it for everybody here. 
Um, and if you want to stop it, I think you could talk to me still if we stop it. So just tell me to stop and look at something. But we'll just we'll just run this thing real quick. We have all these different ways that we measure quarterbacks by. You know, we got this QBR, we got quarterback ratings, we have one statistic after another. But sometimes you just need to watch Josh Allen play just to know how good he is. Because I don't know like how yep. you measure okay. what he does on these couple plays. Like right here, he's going to Stephon Diggs right here against his zone coverage. And right here, Josh Allen pumps it. And he gets the safety, the curl flat defender in the corner all to bite. Meanwhile, Dawson Knox run by everybody. Mm. And just like that, the Bills are up 7 nothing. All right, now you watch this and you're like, how does he put this ball on a string? That right there to me. The fact that Davis Mills pumped the ball, brought it in, or I should say patted the ball and dropped it. And Josh Allen is throwing that football and pulls it down. <laughs> it doesn't let go, pumps it again. Sorry, I digress. I'm in, I'm, yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant. He reloads like better than any gunfighter in any Western you've ever seen. Okay. All right. Now you come back to next series. You go play. This play, this is the game view that we all saw. And this is what your point about one in the end zone, the fat, the, the fat butt view. When this thing turns to the other side, it's incredible what's about to happen. Action. You run post dig, right? You know what you're going to get. Cover three. Everybody's up there to stop Singletary. Post dig, right? So you get right here, you get digs, and you get Sanders. He should go to Sanders right here. He got the single coverage. But he does. And he goes to digs right here, and he runs right by both safeties. Okay. Let's see why. Watch this. Here it is. He turns his back here, play action. And as he turns around, you got two Texans. There's McKinley coming. They're all coming. Now, he's checking them in his rearview mirror right here. He makes them both miss. These are professional football players. Now, his eyes are up. Here comes Diggs. You see him in the corner up there on the very left corner. There's Diggs. Watch where he throws his ball. Watch the anticipation of where he thinks Diggs is going to be, which is right as he toe taps going head first into home plate it's ridiculous it's first of all if you're not if you're not following brian baldinger and i follow him because he was a teammate and i worked with him a little bit at nfl films the guy just eats breathes you know sleeps football and his takes are really really solid you know the what he's talking about here is josh allen putting together a comprehensive game like his game right not not the not the Bills playing, but what are all of my tools and how can I use them to the advantage of my team every play? It, it, it's brilliant. It's it's I mean, amazing to me that that he th- he comes out and he throws an interception. And you've been a part of football teams with a Hall of Fame quarterback in Jim Kelly where he didn't start out hot. But there's 60 minutes of football to play. And to watch just these two plays and to see what he does, regardless of the pump, pump, and then the twist and fire on the play before this, this one here, when he makes, I'm going to turn the volume down a little bit. This one here, when he makes these two guys miss, it's just, got two Texans. it's just in, like right here. So how many, how many quarterback, how many quarterbacks in the NFL right here? Tom Brady fall to the ground. Peyton yeah. Manning fall to the ground. Drew Brees. Fall to the ground. All of them, right? They fall yeah, to the ground. You got Kyler Murray. You got Brett Favre. Uh, you, you know, Russell Wilson can make that play a few years ago. I don't know if he still can. Uh, it, but this is a bootleg, right? So if you look at the feet up above, I'm not sure who that is. You know, that's really his first read. But his eyes are, he's using such great peripheral vision that he sees Collins. I think that's Collins. Uh, he sees him coming. And he knows that he's, he's a better athlete than they are. So he just wants to make more space. Those feet are those feet are Emmanuel Sanders. That's who that is. Okay. So I think this is supposed to be a boot. Uh, you know, it's tougher to throw when you're rolling left when you're right-handed. But he he's got this ability, he's perceiving and feeling the pressure, mm-hmm. and then bailing out like that. He knows it's play action. And if you weren't watching the game and didn't see play action, we're not friends because <laughs> we ran play action probably. 40 to 60% of our passing plays right. on Sunday. And it was insanely effective. So he's he knows that he's got he's got a good a good amount of the front seven attacking the ball because he turns his back to the line of scrimmage to take the handoff, which right. was, you know, it's a bootleg, so he's got to turn his back. Uh, but he's I can buy time. 
I'm me, I can do this, and I know someone's going to come free. That throw, though, is sick. I mean, that throw is incredible. Stupid. And what's what's interesting, What the telling thing about this, and, and, and I don't want to get necessarily into where we need to work, but it's pretty clear that this is a busted uh, protection because both Morse and Williams turn around to look at the guys that they were supposed to block now chasing down Josh Allen right here. Ready? And turns around. Well, so go back again to the snap. Right there. It's like go back again to the snap. Okay. Go back, roll it back, and I'll tell you why I think you're wrong. But um, you think I'm wrong? Well, their head their head swivels is what gives it away. Yeah, but you gotta go. Okay, so freeze it after like two steps. Back your play One, two. Stop. Yep. So this this is the, the issue here is that the two, the end and the tackle are running a slant. They're not reading. So they're on a predetermined move to the inside, and the linebackers are going to scrape. They're doing that because the running game's been successful. So it, it, it looks like a broken play, but when you're booting like that, you want to sell wide zone, which we ran in the game. I, I found a whole bunch of them. So it's really not a busted protection. They're just not doing what we had hoped they'd do. Gotcha. And literally, and this is where this is Josh Allen. That's checkmate to Peyton Manning, right? He's going to just bail out, right. take a knee, go to the ground. Fall down. But So Josh saves this play. The offensive line did what they did. You're supposed to sell. You turn. I mean, you can see Williams. You can't even read, hardly read his number. His number, his numbers are to the sideline. You never yep. do that as an offensive lineman. Same with um, Morris and Bucker. Morris and Bucker. We're selling it. We want everybody to run with that play. And that clears him out for the bootleg. This could have been a designed run where he runs it toward the line. And then if Emmanuel Sanders is open, he just dinks it over him. So this was not blocked incorrectly. They just didn't behave on defense. Shame on them. Gotcha. Well, what gets me is this moment right here where the Butker or Butker and Morris are like, what's going on? Like they're seeing death for Josh Allen at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that, that's just the right defensive call against the wrong quarterback. That's interesting. So to me as a fan, right. That doesn't know what you know, or what people that have your prowess knows I'm thinking emotionally, this is busted like a busted protection. Josh Allen saved the bacon of the offensive line. And obviously you're here to tell us that Joe Miller is not correct. No, Joe Miller is not correct. Even though he's a nice person. <laughs> Even though he's a, Not always. My sister's oh, in the yeah, chat. I mean, look, we talk, I talk about it all the time with you. I hate that expression. They get paid to, they're athletes yeah. too. They yeah. were executing a slant inside while we were going the other way. And it's like two, 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 two ships in the night. Well, let's talk about, why don't, why don't, I'm going to give you the floor. And I know you've got some, uh, some, some sketches and stuff like that. Let's talk about this offensive line and what you saw, just the good. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to what they scouted, they, they knew that they that, Houston was going to be soft in the middle. So they attacked between the tackles mm -hmm. and they effectively did it. But what, you know, what I see as opposed to what everybody else sees, there were at least, at least eight completely different running plays that were called. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to that, some of the same running calls had a, a, a nuanced blocking scheme to them. And if you go back and look again, we use Jake Kumaro in the blocking scheme on a running play between the tackles. And you're like, wait a minute, this is college football. Mm. So I started thinking about that a lot. They're doing a lot of things in Buffalo that college football teams are doing. We ran, you know, everybody loves the pin and pull zone, what have you. We ran varieties of zone week with a pin and pull. That was really just a masterful play. So we're running zone week here. You know, you can see that the uh, there's the left tackle. I don't know if it's backwards for you. So mm -hmm. he's run, he's running zone week this way. It's and right for us. Instead of instead of zoning these two to this backer, they actually pin and pull with the center. I can't get it right. Okay. And then you look back here at this little tree I did for the running back. That's because he's going to read. Where am I going to mm -hmm. go? Really, really great nuance blocking scheme. On um, this is the play right here that Thurman Thomas gained thousands of yards on. Wow. This is zone week, right? But they ran it just a little bit differently just to make that defensive tackle get a guard in his face. And Mitch Morse, 
I mean, that's great athleticism. He got around quite a bit. And just kind of look at that as opposed to um, zone strong, right? So zone strong is just basically another Thurman Thomas play that we used to run. Everybody's just running wide, okay? Very, very simple. Find the seam. So the running back is heading toward the right tackle or the inside hip of the right guard and just finding the soft spot. Now, the other way they run this, and the black marker is going to show it to you, is in, they run it this way, and you can run it as a read. Sorry, this guy sifts. You run it as a, as a read, okay? So the backside tackle, and I screwed up the drawing a little bit, the backside tackle doesn't block his end and goes to whatever support that is, linebacker or safety. The quarterback reads that guy and decides so this is an inside block over here now rather than a stretch block mm. so we want to hit this up and basically we don't know where this linebacker is going to go we determine who comes off by what this tackle does if he goes in the tackle comes off if he goes out then the guard comes off that's yeah. zone read when people talk about zone read we're just finding the soft spot we ran lead week right so with gilliam we even ran this with uh, we ran this a ton with um, with Dawson Knox, right? So you could take this tight end out right here, and we ran it with Dawson Knox either from a hip position or from the backfield position with Gilliam. Gotcha. We're just leading on this linebacker. We're blocking backside over here. What was really cool about the way they did this? They added a pin and pull when they did it, but they also ran it as a true draw a couple times. So you can run this play coming off the ball, attacking 3D everybody. <laughs> or you can almost run it from like a, a, a hard set pass where you can get the linebackers to drop a little bit. People read pass, you get that lead blocker up in the middle and you hit it softer. The tackles create a seam by giving up a little ground because the ends think it's pass. It was really cool. This is um, this is what we talked about last week. This zone Y cross that everybody thought was pin and pull. Right, right. It isn't right. It isn't. So they played a six men in a box because we had six blockers. We either had Gilliam, who's you know kind of dotted circle there, or we had Dawson Knox. We ran this once with Kumaro. Kumaro, mm. and I think well, Gabe, he's a big. He's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. Yeah, I don't care. They don't block. <laughs> we ran this once, I think, with Gabe Davis too. I'll have to go back. So basically, it's it's almost the same as inside zone. They run this play a lot, right? The Bills run this play a lot. Run it a ton. Yeah. Run it. We ran it a ton. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna draw something on here that's gonna blow your mind because this is predictive predictive coaching. Okay. So we did this same play that I just showed you, and now in black you're gonna see another tight end. And what this tight end did was fake like he was gonna block the end, and he went out into space. So what I think you'll see next week is Josh is going to let the Y clear. He's going to fake this um, handoff to the running back. And in this Y right here, mm -hmm. he's going to fake this block and he's going to float out in the flat. Meanwhile, all the defenders have gone soft. The end is crashing. If he crashes, Josh is going to pull it and he's going to float out in space here, run toward the sideline like he's going to run it. And all these guys are going to be deep and he's just going to dump it for five yards. So that, that actually brings up a good point, which was in my pregame show on Saturday night, I said I felt like the Bills were going to start – they were going to purposefully put some stuff on tape basically for the Chiefs to have to plan for and prepare for because they could. We're playing a weak opponent, and we're going to put some stuff on film that now you have to go back and, and, and work on this week. What do you got? We ran power all day yesterday. Mm. Power. Pulling the guard, the Y follows or Gilliam follows – and leads on the play side linebacker. Now, they cheated their linebackers over a little bit to try mm -hmm. to stop this play. And then on one occasion, Zach Moss, rather than hitting it front side here, he actually ended up hitting it backside. Right, he, had a, right, right. he had a couple of really cool reads where he didn't go where the play is designed to go, but he saw a soft spot and he took it. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you, the, the running game, I, I watched it. I, I must have paused it a dozen times. Are you kidding me? I mean, the, the variety of six or seven basic plays with nuanced blocking was incredible. I listed them right here. I mean, this is this is my wow. run playlist. Wow. Counting it out. I mean, we ran zone wide cross five times. 
with Zach Moss. We ran zone week four times with uh, Singletary. We ran lead draw from the spread Y. We ran lead draw from the, um, from the hip Y. We ran zone week. We ran lead draw. We ran lead uh, power strong. We're in power week. We're in zone strong. We're in zone week. We added a hunch or a pin and pull nuance to it. We even ran, oh my God, this was crazy. We ran center guard pull. So the center and the guard pulled with Kumaro at Y. Wow. So we took like student body left and pulled. <laughs> we, it was it was awesome. That's a, I mean, you're right. So we did a ton of this stuff. We added so many nuances to it because what happens is there's such a limited amount of time in practice. Mm -hmm. And now you, as the, as the defensive quality control guy, you're looking at this list of runs and you're like, I got to draw up cards from scout offense to block against their starting defense. And if you look at the amount of the of looks that you got and plays that you ran, you're like, I can only get one and a half reps for every play, wow. or I got to do three reps on half of them. Right, right. Just, yeah. just to get it, just to get it into the minds of the defenders. Um, real, real quick. So Matthew Montgomery, and I got a, I got a question I'm going to go to real quick. Matthew Montgomery says, football is hard. I'm lost, <laughs> which is incredible. But this is from Troy. Troy, thanks for being a part of the show and uh, jumping in. I heard John say that when he saw Williams at guard and it really drew his attention and he wanted to see how he did in space instead of in tight, but I didn't hear him give his opinion on how he felt he did. So with that, how did you feel that, that Darrell Williams did in this football game? He did great. He had three, three or four plays that he that he wanted back. Um, two were pressures uh, that didn't end up in sacks, and I'm, I'd have to go back. But I, they, I don't think they really affected Josh Allen. So there's just a difference, you know. It's it's you've got to be aggressive without getting out over your skis at guard, mm -hmm. and you just making that transition in one week is really hard to do. I my expectation is that you know he's going to be even better if they stick with this lineup, and there's no reason they shouldn't. It's hard for the guys who are sitting now because, you know, this was the Texans. This is not a good defensive football team in the front seven. Right. But, you know, you go with what works, right? If you think you're throwing strikes because you're wearing your hat backwards, you know, then then you are. And that's uh, the way this whole thing works. Another piece of the good for me uh, comes to coaching. And when you're when we're talking about what we're talking about, which is obviously the, the coaches scheming to a team, that's inferior uh, by all accounts across the board in every single position. They're inferior, inferior to us. We also saw the Bills come out and do what they should do in a weather game. They ran the ball a lot, which is something we've seen the Bills, Brian Dable specifically, not do a lot of in the last couple of years. There's been many times he's gotten cute. The Eagles game that I was at in 2019 in the hurricane, the wind was blowing 55 miles an hour. Josh Allen had no business throwing the football 41 times, but that's what they did. Can't, and they got their butts beat because of it. They should have ran the ball. The Browns, who had the, one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL, what happens? Josh Allen throws the ball 46 times, and they get beat. I think that, to me, was there's an evolution here, in my opinion. Like, it seems like they're starting to, whatever it is, and maybe you can speak to it, like, whether it's growth or just epiphanies or we just got the personnel now where we can kind of, we can be a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the palette is full of, of answers and ideas to consider, right? Like if you drafted this guy first out of Wyoming, for God's sake, <laughs> and you realize that he, he's a lump of clay. He's got great building blocks, but his throwing motion is too slow. It, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't understand the speed of the NFL, you know, much less maybe even the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. Wyoming. No offense to um, – I don't know if that's the whack. I can't remember. So you you got to focus on getting your million dollar guy ready to play. Maybe the the running game takes a little bit of a backseat. I doubt gotcha. it, but that's a possibility. I think uh, you know they have a feeling now that the defense is good enough that no one is really going to score on them like that, except mm. for the Washington Football Club on one screen pass, and that was kind of an anomaly. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're really getting there. So there's there's a whole lot of things to consider. We talked last week about is this a trap game, you know, and I heard. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I heard that this week. And I said, no, it's not a trap game. Now it ends up being a trap game for the Chiefs because of what we just talked about. There's mm. so much for that. They're, they have a ton to digest. There was so much play action and less drop back in this game by the Bills. So now, okay, so that's more, more volume 
of uh, defense that you have to plan against a, a variety of offense. Yeah. You've seen it. But this all stems from better defense. Gives Dable more confidence. Gives the offense more confidence to know that, God, they don't have to pick up 12-yard chunks every time they turn around. You know, yeah. they, they, they can manage the football game. And there's something to be said. So the Pittsburgh Steelers game, what was missing in that game was the, the play action. And now we're looking at a situation where they've re, not reintroduced, but they've started using the play action to their benefit. And, and we're walking into now the Chiefs game, the, the team that we're, we're hunting, right? We're hunting the Chiefs. And now the play action should be even more effective than what it would have been had this Texans football game not happened. So they're playing chess already before they've even gotten to the chiefs right yeah play action works if, if your guards are solid right so if your running game is good and you're you know you're getting one to four yards per carry um and then play action you're selling it and then you're kind of retreating onto your hips mm -hmm. to make sure that you're you know you're able to protect if we can do that then you know the sky's the limit the the, the previous uh person that logged in football's hard it is hard Man, and I know, like, you can watch the game in three hours in front of your TV, but if you record it, just take it by quarters and literally just draw it, all right? Yeah. Just, you know, stop motion, draw. Just get out a piece of paper like I do and, and draw the offensive front and then just, you know, kind of that's how you learn football. You know, you yeah, but I, but I, think, I think what you miss, and my, my chair keeps reclining, or not reclining, but sliding down. I think what you miss and what guys that – how do I want to say this guys that play at the level that you play at versus the dudes, not fans like me, but the dudes that go to the scouting Academy and the dudes that like go to school or whatever, and have learned the quote unquote science of it, like what it's supposed to be because there's what it's supposed to be. And then there's what it is when the ball snapped, because there's a lot of options inside of there. I remember, I think it was JP Lossman was talking about when he was, when he had come to Buffalo, a couple of things that he said, two things. Number one, they asked him, what's the biggest difference between college and the pros? He said, guys in college that were covered are open in the pros, which means the window got way smaller for him. Another thing he talked about was just the, the, the intricacies and how difficult it is just on offense. Quarterback comes to the line. He's got options, and he's got to read the defense just like the wide receivers are reading because they've got options, and everybody has to be on the same page. And that's happening inside of 15 feet with five – well, including the defensive linemen, nine 300-pound men <laughs> that are better athletes than everybody that's going to listen to this show combined, right? <laughs> like, and it's happening at, at a split second. So the yeah, fact, that, like, and, and you know, there's a trap for for players, you know, because you can slow down everything frame by frame, and you get coached, you know, like they do for the uh, the targeting calls. Right. So you, you're watching film and you know the coaches that have played and the coaches that haven't played, you know, they slow down the film and they want you to take all this momentum going this way and just divert it and go the opposite way or, you know, make a 45 degree cut. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, hey, well, I want to throw something at you real quick just because I didn't get a chance to say it. I want to compliment Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Yeah. yeah. The running game was so strong, but Zach Moss really showed some tremendous power. You know, you look, he picked up an extra three to five yards yes. on his carries after first touch. And that's due in part to the running scheme being so aggressive. The, and then a point earlier I wanted to make that, you know, what was the good? Go back and watch the first three, four series of the game. Mm. Just watch the tenacity of the defense. Watch the tenacity of our offensive line. We really set the tone. The only downside was Josh's pick. That was a poor throw. He was definitely throwing it to Diggs because the, the over-the-top route was way too deep for that ball. Yeah, but the sure. tone, they set the tone. They literally said in the first four drives of the game, two each side, that you're going to lose this game. We are going to impart our will upon you, and you will not be able to resist. No yeah. apologies. Yeah, it was, it was – you always talk about the opening sequence of a game, and the opening sequence for that game was the whole quarter because of the way that it was going back and forth in the defense was, like you said – very much imposing as well. I, I want to give this to you. Jackie Broder says, and thank you, Jackie, for being a part of the show. I hope you know this content is riveting and unique, Fina. Hey, man. Jackie Broder, thank you. I, <laughs> I prefer to rivet people than be riveted myself. I'm going to be um, honest. As the dude that's on the show with you, 
I've had people talk to me about this show and they're like, again, this is so great. Thank you. And I'm like, I just love John softballs. Like I just overhear the goofy dude that loves, that loves the bills. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm a fan. Can you explain this to me, please? Yeah. So Mr. <laughs> fan guy, go back and, and look at the, at Ed Oliver and Star Latulale in the middle. And, you know, I could, I saw, you know, uh, Eric Wood talks protections a lot. Like who are you going to slide to? Right. Any, you know what a slide is? You know what slide protection is? I'm, you know, we take three to block two with a linebacker off the ball. Right. So we're slide, and you typically slide to the biggest threat. Right. Right. So on the offensive line, if we have a nasty defensive tackle, we're going to try to game plan any way we can to have the center help that guard. Right. Yep. And I'm watching the game, and Star is coming off the ball like a rocket. And Ed Oliver is getting double teamed, and Star gets the pressure. So they go to star and Ed Oliver is in the backfield. Right. Our defensive front was setting the line of scrimmage on the offensive lineman's heels. Right. And not as not so much the ends who they did play well. I'm not going to say they didn't, but I watched very closely Oliver and star and it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I, it was, it's just to see those guys roll and rotate. I felt like, Coming into this game, we were going to see them pressure Davis Mills. And then I thought, again, there were, there was going to be times when we saw them do what they did against Taylor Heineke, which was just stand, him in, stand, him, stand up in the pocket or hold him in the pocket and say, you know what? What you got? And Can you beat us in the rain? And we did that, though. Dude. I mean, we I think we brought, we brought two corners on one blitz. We brought um, um, A.J. Klein through the middle one time. Yep, yep. We got a great pass deflection for a tip from AJ Klein. We got a great pass deflection from uh, Jerry Hughes, I think it was, uh, on that that yeah, it was Hughes fourth and one yep. fourth and one play. It was it was everybody's it's the energy that they're playing with. Yeah, yeah. And you can you look at Houston and they're flat. They're they're just flat. Oh, sure. And how about I mean guys like Spencer Brown launching themselves and and helping Zach Moss get an extra yard or two. That, that's cool. And if you were at home watching the broadcast like we were, and when the broadcast went out and we had James Brown and the studio crew, that was hilarious. Yes. It's, it's literally like everybody watching the show and two of their buddies just drinking and recording what they say when they're seeing it, man. It was, it was awesome. It was funny to hear them stumble over. It was funny to hear them stumble over names and numbers. And that guy right there, who has the ball now? <laughs> uh, Richard Rush says uh, or asks Joe and John: Was the D playing faster yesterday, or was it, it was his perception just off seeing it live? So Richard Rush actually went to the football game. That was he's from Ohio, Zanesville, Ohio, which I don't know if you're familiar with Zanesville. It's east of Columbus by about 45 miles. Uh, that was uh, Richard's first Buffalo Bills game live in attendance yesterday, very first time in the stadium. So. That was his first time taking it all in. So what did you think? Did you think they were playing faster? Was it a matter of them just being that much better? Or was it just his perception was different seeing it live? Uh, no, the perception is definitely different seeing it live. I mean, there's just so much eye candy. You don't know where to focus. So it looks like people are just moving around like crazy. You watch the game on TV. It starts with a tighter shot. Right. right. You know, so you tend to focus on one player or one thing. Uh, but, you know, your field of vision is so much wider at the game. It's a fast game, Richard. And Richard's my buddy on Twitter. Yep. Thanks, Richard, for, for coming in. Congrats on your first uh, Bills game. The, the game moves so fast. It is, it is incredible. I mean, yeah. these guys, they're just, they're like they operate out at the asymptote. I mean, they're so far beyond. And I guess I was one of them, right? I mean, there, there's so few people on earth that can do with their bodies what these guys do, whether it's a defensive back elevating at the very last second to put a finger on the ball or a defensive tackle who can leverage a guy and, and pull and make a move, you know, without falling down. It's uh, it's, it's pretty, I don't want to say alarming to watch, but I still watch in awe when I watch the game and just, you know, just that appreciate, geez, I was a, I was one of these guys and two or B that was insanely cool. Yeah. For, first game in Buffalo, which makes a difference. It makes a yeah, big difference, totally actually. Right. Oh, back to, to back to my Ed and Star comment, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You got to decide. And I thought of it as for a second there, and I'm like, it's a poison pill. Mm -hmm. You're going to pick one, you know, you guys, a little bit different style, but one-on-one -on -one with either one of them, 
you know, is a risk. I'm not going to say they're going to win every time, but they got the tools to do it. Starlet sure. Tulele was getting off the ball. It was, it was, it was tremendous. And as soon as you think you've probably got them locked up, you've got Greg Rousseau, Jerry Hughes, right? All these guys on the outside that are going to Mario Addison, who are going to ruin your day for you. So there wasn't much work. So the work for those of you that are watching or maybe tuning in for the very first time, the work is the stuff that didn't go quite well. Obviously, the work at this standpoint or this juncture for this football game is red zone stuff. You know, and I know coming off of the Washington Football Club game, uh, I'm trying to use your vernacular. They, uh, Josh Allen said that we need to score touchdowns, not kick field goals. And lo and behold, the kick was it four? I think three or four field goals in this football. It was four. Um, which, to be honest with you, had they scored touchdowns, it could have been 60 something to nothing. It would have been absolutely a drubbing at that point in time, almost embarrassing. What did you see from a red zone standpoint? Was it just execution? Was it just play calling? Was it where were you at on that? Yeah, I was a little surprised uh, when we were in the red zone a little. I thought we threw a little too much. I mean, when you're having the success with the run game, um, uh, you know, Josh had a poor throw to Zach Moss. Mm -hmm. I mean, that counts, right? I think we had a fumble down there that we recovered, or was that in the middle of the field? I don't recall. Uh, you know, and sometimes it just goes that way. Right, uh, right. But literally, you're like, it could have been a drubbing. I'm pretty sure it was a drubbing. That's it why was. I that yeah, but there's there's drubbing and then there's embarrassing. If you get beaten, that was home, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, Touché. it was. I Go mean, I, if I were a Texan today, I mean, that you didn't score. Mm -hmm. You got Was it 40 to nothing? 40 to nothing. Man, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's hard to get, if it's worse than that, and I've been on the field for those games, you just kind of want to curl up and cry a little bit, for at least for a little while short while what, ha so what happened what ha what i'm gonna i'm gonna digress i'm gonna or i'm gonna i'm gonna pivot. pivot so i remember right i remember uh i used to love and gloat i lived in, in florida when i was in high school when you were on when you were a buffalo bill and it was the heyday what happens is it just matchups when you know I'm, I, I specifically remember the bills always having your teams always having trouble with the steelers and the chiefs in regular season, every other team. I remember picking up the paper when I was a kid in high school and like every AFC team in the regular season would have losing records against the NFC, except the bills. The bills were like four and zero against the NFC, but for some reason, the chiefs and the freaking Steelers just always had our number. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we always looked at the schedule and Jim Kelly's from not far from Pittsburgh and right. it's for some reason of performance anxiety and we just never did well. We'd see the schedule. We're like, Oh my God, that's a loss. We're going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, hey Richard, if you, if you haven't been to Arrowhead, it, it's worth the experience. It's yes. a miserable place to play football as a visiting team. Uh, I don't recall ever losing to the chiefs at home. I think uh, it was before. Were you there for the Christian Okoye game? 33 to three. No, gotcha. Yeah, that was in Kansas City, wasn't yes. it? Yes. On yeah. like Sunday night or Monday night football. Yep, Monday yeah. Night. Will Wolford had a rough game, from my understanding. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you say you got somebody's number, then you talk yourself into it as a as the losing team, you talk yourself out of winning. I get it can happen. For sure. You know, the work all right. So yeah, you got up on the Chiron is up for the work, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, to me, a lot of this work is just uh, you know. Sometimes we go into a game, not early on when, when I thought the coaching staff was very, very good, but later in my career when I was like, I'm not sure what the game plan is. Mm. Like sometimes the coaches just roll out and you're practicing. And you're like, well, what's our plan? Like, why are we doing this? You know, is it is it the linebackers who are coming up and play action? Go back and watch the film, everybody. We had linebackers that practically at the line of scrimmage. Is that why we're we're going play action or, you know, what's the strategy? I think it's important for the players to know that. I don't know whether McDermott and Dayball and Frazier are imparting that to the guys, but guys are smart. Mm. Um, you know, that high, that football intelligence, if you give them that idea, it plants the seed of belief too. If you right. don't have that seed of belief, then you're just grasping at the current play that's being called. Mm. Um, so that that's kind of my, um, you know, coach's room kind of advice. You know, do the guys know why they're doing it? We might have to change the name of this show to the coach's room with John Fina. This is good yeah. stuff, dude. Like, I don't think you like Marcus Calhoun. Welcome to the show. Off tackle is my new favorite Bills content. Mr. Fina, I'm so happy you and Joe got together. I'm happy too. 
just so you know, I'm a blessed man, but, uh, it's the, the, the content that you're bringing is riveting. Just so you know, for those of us that, are, that love football, and I know I've said it like two or three times on the show, like you're, you're, you're crushing it, bro. You're absolutely crushing it. So thanks man. I mean, it gets a little bit heavy, right? You got to put your brain cap on when you come to our show. Uh, and that's just the way I watch football. That's why nobody, that's why I always watch alone because nobody can stand it. I'm trying to pause and they just want to drink beer and have fun, but I'm looking at it and most players do that. I just, I'm lucky enough to be hooked up with the Joe Miller, the third, and be able to have this really cool show back to the work, right? Yeah. Get Jordan Poyer back on the field. Tell us what's going on with Matt Milano. Make sure that if Matt's not day to day, day to day, Matt Milano's day to day, day to day. Okay. I think we need him. I mean, that could, this, this, that could be ch more chess. That could be strategy chess. So the Chiefs don't know that he's out and have to prepare for Matt and whatever wasn't Matt. Yeah, but, you know, we got to prepare for Kelsey and um, mm -hmm. what's his name? Uh, Terry Kill and Clyde Edward Delaire. And, yep, yeah, Clyde Edward Delaire. I mean, I, I look, they're, offenses are always going to break for a couple of running plays. You know, yep. if they're committed to the run, they're going to get a few runs. It's it's making sure that no run is more than seven yards. You know, yeah. maybe only two that are seven. Everything else is at four. You got to get into those down in distances, second and long, third and long, and get uh, our boy Mahomes moving around a little bit. It hasn't been working terribly well for him recently. Mm -hmm. Out in space, he's made some kind of goofy decisions. Um, tremendous athlete and they won last week which i was glad about but they have a hunger and expectation of themselves and we have to set the tone like we did and it's hard to go there and set a tone in their house but what we saw from the first quarter of this football game and through the second quarter if they can play with that energy that confidence that belief in the game plan it really matters it yeah. really matters so sort out Poyer, sort out Milano. If it's not Milano, what's your answer, right? So you got Edmonds out there to be kind of tracking Kelsey, but that's not enough. You got to have somebody else that when they drop into coverage, cover two, that you're able to identify where he is and make the right reads. Make sure your safeties are coming up and not letting Ty Tyreek Hill beat you over the top. You segue beautifully. Do you know that? I do. <laughs> I was a mall cop. I had a segue. <laughs> You went from the work right to next next expectations without like me even like having to talk about it. You just you just segued straight to it. It was beautiful. Uh, so, uh, just a couple small things. We got a couple minutes left in this show, and then we're gonna let everybody go so they can finish up this Monday night football game between the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, the Buffalo Bills currently are allowing eleven points a game on defense. Allowing so points. They're number two in the league points scored eleven. The Chiefs are giving, or I'm, the Chiefs are giving up, or I'm saying, I don't want to say this. The Bills, I'm totally backwards. Let me start over. So the Buffalo Bills start coming, over. Coming, coming into this football game, somebody edit that out. The Buffalo Bills coming into this football game are, I think, the number one scoring offense at 30-something points per game. The Chiefs defense, I think, is 30th in points per game. So their, their defense has been horrible this year. Conversely, uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, their defense is 11 points. They're allowing 11 points per game. And obviously the Chiefs offense is what the Chiefs offense is. It hasn't been what it was in 2020 or 2019. I'm sure they'll find themselves at some point in time. Matchups, looking at this football game. I totally jacked that whole thing up. I should have wrote it down, but it is what it is. When you when you look at that, I think for me, the concern I have is the potential for a stalemate. We see these situations, it seems like in my fandom, where it's like, oh my gosh, the Bills are top two defense and that offense is awful their defense is awful and the bills offense is great we should crush them and then it turns into like a nine to three game and it's like what happened wouldn't that be great nine to three win <laughs> well, win 10 to nine 11 to 10 two to nothing uh, a win's a win yeah win's a win I, I mean you know if i could predict see the future i i, I don't think that you're wrong i mean they're not going to they're not going to come out and get waxed by the Buffalo Bills right. in their home stadium, right? Point of pride at what they, how they beat us in the AFC Championship game, which was soundly. So, you know, they're going to be ready. They're going to be prepared. They're going to play better than they've played before because that's mm -hmm. what you do. You know, mm -hmm. you rise to the level of your opponent, you know, instead of sinking below your expectations. Right. 
And I, to be fair, I, you know, we had that game already where we made significant mistakes and we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, forget the game, remember the feeling. And this is a perfect kind of game for that, right? Remember the feeling of the AFC Championship game. But we're a different team now defensively. You know, and I say that guardedly because guys still have to perform. They can't look at the last game and say, well, we're better than we were last year. We got Rousseau, we got Basham, we got Starback. You know, we're going we're gonna to put it on them. They actually have to do it. And that's why I talked about the confidence of it. You know, we're, we're going to design our defense in this way to make them do X mm-hmm. offensively. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched Kansas City. There's only enough hours in the day, right? So I, we only talk about five or six players that I can right, focus right, on. Right. They can't watch everybody. So are, are we going to see drop back? Are we going to see a lot of play action? We, we, did, we did so much of everything yesterday. Mm-hmm. We did zone read with a dump out to Knox. So we did our actual RPO instead of when Beth Moen said RPO and it was actually just zone read. Um, and that's, that's just, there's so much going on right now, but they need to be focused on what it is and stick to it. And by the way, that's me. <laughs> On a segue. <laughs> I think you're a little short in that picture. With the, with, sure in that picture. We are over time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hey! press, I'm gonna press you and I'm gonna ask you to talk about your rookie season. The Buffalo Bills go to their third Super Bowl against the Dallas Cowboys. And I think the score is was it 52 17 or 50 something like that. It was it was a big number, it wasn't great. The 1993 season, you're the starting left tackle. The Buffalo Bills go into Dallas and win that football game. 10 to 7, 13 you're, to 10. You remember? 13 to 10? What was the what was the what was the feeling going into that game? Because this is literally the situation. Super Bowl AFC Championship game, but you've got Stefan Diggs standing out there watching their celebration. Like it could have been the Super Bowl to Stefan Diggs. Yeah, real quickly, I know we're over time, and Beth's like, where are you? Uh, I'm saying this. The Pittsburgh Steelers had a mentality that carried over from their loss last year. Mm-hmm. We need to have that same mentality. Right. Now, you know, we lost in the Super Bowl game. It wasn't so much of a, like this feeling of revenge of getting him back during the regular season. Um, but I, I think that we had a, a little bit more sound plan and that, I mean, come on, that LA Super Bowl was just like pouring gasoline on a fire. We couldn't yeah. do anything. And it's sometimes just, you just start circling the drain and there's no way to get back. It's just sometimes you, know, you have a bad day. It just is what it is. And, and that's the worst day to have a bad day. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, remember the feeling from last year, forget the game. Mm-hmm. You know, But remember what Pittsburgh felt when they came in here week one and beat us with, you know, 2.7 second drop release. Uh, a block punt for a touchdown. There were you know, three or four other plays that actually determined that game. Right. And for all your listeners out there, I when I coach the kids all the time, you know, I just came from practice. I run over here. I get on late, and I always say to the kids at the beginning of the season, I say, "Which team wins a football game?" And they look at me blankly, right, because they know that the right, the obvious answer is the wrong answer. And you know, someone will eventually say the team that scores more, and I say, "No, it's the team that makes the fewest mistakes." Right. So the fewer mistakes you make, the less you turn the ball over, the more likely you're going to win. Protect the football, run the ball. Marv Levy says it all the time. Protect the football, run the ball, stop the run, win. And and play really well on special teams if you're Marv, Marv Levy. That's always really – and that, that was another thing, too, that somebody, one of the commenters put in the, in, the, in the comment section is this was the first game this year so far that there wasn't really a big mistake on special teams. There was a couple penalties, but by and large, they had a good game on special teams. Yeah, the one big penalty that, you know, slowed our momentum a little bit, you know, with uh, Devin Singletary's run and Daryl Williams with the snatch, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, watch it. I was like, oh, I love that play. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that play. Oh, no. That's hysterical. Um, so we're going to work on getting John the ability to uh, – breakdown videos <laughs> appreciate you sir you're gonna have to set you autographed it so that's gonna have to come to me not creased so you're gonna have to put it in like an envelope sized like thing and mail that thing to me because i don't want it creased <laughs> <Death> first. 
John Fina, you are the man. This is a fun show for me, uh, for everybody, and and the great show guys. I could listen to this for hours. Like it's it's fun just to see the commenters. This show is going to be a lot of fun when the rest of the world discovers it, because John, you are a joy to watch and just to uh, listen listen to as far as just kind of break all this stuff down. So, any uh, final thoughts before we end this thing? Yeah, um, you know, you do a great job too. I appreciate the compliments, but you know, I think we we work well. I love how we give and take. You know, yeah. your takes are good. You know, when they're not actually what you see. I mean, I thought everybody, if you if you're listening to this in the car, come back and rewatch it. You know, because the idea that we blocked it incorrectly on the bootleg is just wrong. They just had the right defense on. And right. you see those things the more you watch football technically, and I'm having a great time doing it. Bill's Mafia, again, thanks so much for, you know, coming out, donating to uh, Gospel Rescue Mission, GRM Tucson slash Bill's Mafia. Really cool of you. I look forward to celebrating another Victory Monday, beating the chefs the in chefs. Kansas City. And... Uh, Good times, Joe. Good times, baby. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina show on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show, and I'm here with John Fina, the actual star. But uh, this was a fun week. I'm looking forward already to next week, regardless of the outcome. Obviously, we hope that they beat, as you said, the chefs. But until next week, Joe Miller, John Fina, go Bills. Go Bills! Go Bills!